Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to uncovering everything you never knew you needed to know when it comes down to your health and wellness. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health. After working in traditional healthcare for four years, I grew disenchanted with the gimmicks and the garbage, scare tactics and scarcity mindset, and all the things that were being pushed on people to make them fear their bodies instead of actually using them to live the lives that they so deserve. This podcast will give you all the tools to demand a life worth living instead of sitting your best days out on the sidelines. We get really raw around here, so grab your headphones and let's jump right into today's episode. If you haven't listened to my conversation with Jenna Josephowski, it was episode 48 and it was so amazing. I was, I like, I can't stop talking about it because (laughs) that's how amazing Jenna is. And, um, I really appreciate her sharing her story with all of us in being a postpartum misfit. And I feel like a lot more people have the same feelings as Jenna or similar feelings than we are led to believe. So that's a really super important message in that episode. So if you haven't checked it out, please go back and check it out. But after listening to that episode, it sparked a lot of thought for me. So I was really thinking about how women have all of these crazy expectations placed upon them even though like we have a society are maturing and we're changing and um, like roles and duties are changing, the expectations of women are still very much the same. And it's a, it's progressive in many ways, but I feel like underlying there are still a lot of themes that are perpetuated in society. And then we turn them on ourselves and it really makes life pretty overwhelming like at the very least it's very overwhelming and when we're supposed to be building a life that we enjoy and then enjoying that life and kind of learning as we go this really these expectations really stand in our way in that we start living our lives and I'm not speaking for everyone but I think that a lot of us start living our lives based off of these expectations from other people than the expectations we have for ourselves, if that makes sense. So in essence, we're not really living for ourselves, even though it's our life to live. We're living for what we believe to be things that are expected of us. So this, again, like this episode is not like I don't have a solution to this because I am also going through this a lot. And it's something that I personally have struggled with my entire life and still struggle with it. I'm getting better at it, working through it in therapy and all of that. But um, it's hard. Like it's really hard going against what you feel to be the norm because you're a woman or because you're a person, whatever. It's really hard to deviate from that when your social circle or your family are not doing the same thing or they're like you feel like they're pressuring you to do the same thing that they're doing and you're like I don't want to do life that way like I want to do it my way like Frank Sinatra says I want it my way and um so again like I don't have any solutions for this but I feel like it would be a good conversation to have because I feel like again like with Jenna a lot of people are not 
Yes. I feel like a lot of people are experiencing my sentiment as well. So today we're talking about whose expectations are you trying to meet? And if they're not your own, why is that? So the first thing doesn't, I don't think it's specific to women. Well, now that I'm like playing it out in my brain, I think it becomes specific to women. And it's this idea of like, why aren't you getting married? Why haven't you found someone yet? I wish you would just find someone, find a nice man, right? And like, this is something I struggled with really, really, really hardcore. Hardcore. And now it's kind of like, well, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. But I feel like this puts a lot of people into a trap. So men, women, everything in between. In the beginning, it's like, oh, well, why don't you find a nice girl? Why don't you find a nice guy? Blah, blah, blah. Why don't you settle down? Cool. But the older that you get, women are seen as like these damaged goods if they don't have a partner. And you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s. It's like, well, what's the matter with her? And like, I do not idolize celebrities. So don't think that I do when I'm telling this story. But for example, like Jennifer Aniston, right? The woman has been through a slew of relationships. I honestly don't even know if she was ever married, nor do I care. My point being that she's been in a good amount of high-profile long-term relationships. So when they end, it's automatically, there must be something wrong with her because she can't keep a man. Meanwhile, somebody like, I don't know, George Clooney, has he been married? I don't know. He's probably been married and divorced a few times. It is what it is, right? It's his life. I'm really dating myself by referring to like early 2000s, 90s celebrities, but these are the two people that popped into my head as I'm recording this. But if you look at George Clooney, like, even if he's not married, even if he had long-term relationships that ended, it's still like, George Clooney is such a playboy. Oh my god, he's so gorgeous. He's so amazing. I could be the next uh, George Clooney's girlfriend or whatever. It's such a double fucking standard and it's really, really annoying. So because of this double standard, I do feel, and again, like this episode is super generalized. It's just me thinking out loud. But I do feel that women especially get trapped into relationships that might not be the most fulfilling for them because they're under this pressure that like, you have to be married. You have to have kids. Like this is your thing. This is your mark in life. Like this is your purpose for living. You have to do this. And if you don't do it, what the hell is wrong with you? And it's really unfortunate. So like what happens over time is that women are in relationships that aren't aren't the best or they're settling for these relationships that aren't the best. But I mean like you're married and you are going to start having kids. Isn't that what you're supposed to want? What the hell is wrong with me for not being satisfied with that? And um, I did fall into this trap. Like, I wish, like, I was thinking about this this morning. I wish I could go back to my 23-year-old self and just shake the shit out of myself and be like, listen, you don't need to have a man or a relationship to be successful. Like, you have your entire life ahead of you, which sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like, back in my 20s, I thought that 
being in a relationship was like the be all end all and that's what I wanted to do and behind the scenes it would have been nice but like if you really poked and prodded me back then I was only thinking that because like I felt like that was expected of me. I wanted to pursue a career and I didn't care what it took to pursue that career for me and everybody's different like if that's not for you and you are more vested in pursuing a relationship or pursuing a marriage or pursuing building a family like that's totally fine too but for me that's not what I wanted I wanted a career and I wanted to climb the ladder and I wanted to Like, to me, this is going to sound so weird because I'm not like this anymore. But, like, back then, I was like, I would work 60 to 80 hours a week to propel my career because that's what I wanted. That was important to me. And I fell into these less than ideal relationships because it was also coupled with this idea that I didn't trust myself. It was like somebody I knew like deep down this person was not good for me and I'd be like well maybe you're just being too hard on him maybe you're expecting too much maybe you're trying to expect perfection and that doesn't exist and like if it's not working it's not fucking working (laughs) you know what I mean so I really I would love to go back and shake 23 year old Mel and be like wake the hell up woman but this lasted into my 30s like I didn't meet my fiance until I was older like I was in my 30s when I met him and I never thought like I kind of gave up on this idea that like I was going to get married because it wasn't important to me anymore I'd been through so much relationship wise like romantically and what have you that I just didn't care I was like I'm not going to settle for anyone and if nobody meets that then it is what it is like I'll live in my house with my 5,000 cats. And I was told, I was actually thinking of like different animals I could have to be different because I always have to be different. So I was going to be the lizard lady that I was joking around about. But then I met Mike and then things kind of surprised me later in life. But um, long-winded way of saying that you don't have to, like you're not a failure if you haven't met that person. You're not a failure if you've never met that person. You're not a failure if you want to meet that person and are trying to meet that person. You're not a failure if you want to stay single for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to live up to this idea that you have to be married in order to be a successful woman who's worthy, right? Like, your worthiness doesn't depend on your attachment to someone or something else. Your worthiness attaches to how you live your life. Are you upholding your values? Are you living by your values? Are you treating yourself well? Are you taking care of your mental, emotional, and physical health? That's what your, that's where your worthiness comes from. It's not from how much money you make. It's not from... Um, how many partners you've had or your lack thereof of partners and relationships. It's nothing, anything that has to do with that. Worthiness is not dictated by external factors. It's dictated by who you are and how you carry out that and how dedicated you are to being true to yourself and authentic to 
yourself and your values and all of that and living your life accordingly. Um, so that is a big one. I've seen a lot of friends who have stayed in less than ideal marriages because the whole thing is like, what is my family going to think if I get divorced? divorced? Divorce is taboo in the church. Divorce is taboo in our family. Um, I don't want my kids to grow up in a broken home. And I don't have a solution for any of this. I'm not saying like, yeah, well, you're stupid for not getting divorced. But like, all of that is external stuff. So like, if you are living in a marriage that all it is is stress and fighting and um, there's no trust there and it's keeping you from living well emotionally, physically, mentally, that is doing the opposite of what you should be doing in regard to your life. And again, like, I'm not a marriage expert, I'm not a relationship expert, but what I see and what I've been through myself is that people think that they have to stay in, whether it's a marriage or not, or if it's just a long-term relationship or just a relationship in general, they have to stay in these because it dictates their worth. Somebody wants me. Somebody loves me. Somebody's paying attention to me. I must be worthy. I must be amazing. But we never think about how we are treating ourselves and the relationship we have with ourselves and staying true to ourselves and trusting ourselves. That's really what matters at the end of the day. And I really wish that I had learned, back to 23-year-old Mel, I wish that I had learned how to trust myself because that sneaks up into every facet of my life. Again, therapy is amazing. But you can't trust anyone until you really trust yourself. And it's something to really hone down on that skill and work with a professional if you're having trouble. But I really think that like this should be a precursor to everyone, really. Like when you're developing yourself and you're developing new relationships and whatever. And again, like, I don't think it's ever too late to do this, but I do think it's an important skill that not many of us have. And I do feel like it does stand in our way of our own growth and our own personal growth and the growth within our relationships with people that we love. And yeah. There's also this idea that like, I don't even know where this comes from, if it's old school, if we put it on ourselves, if it's society telling us that this is the norm, whatever. But this idea that like, you're, you're a woman, you have a vagina, you have a uterus, you are expected to be pregnant. When are you having a baby? Like, I can't even tell you how many weddings I've been to where on the wedding day, people are asking the bride, when are you guys going to get pregnant? Let her enjoy her fucking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And honestly, like, it's nobody's business what you decide to do with your body, whether you want to have a baby, whether you don't want to have a baby. And this day and age, like, life is fucking hard. It's really hard. I have a hard time taking care of myself, let alone another human being. So, like, things are expensive, Cost of living is expensive. Student loans are expensive. And it's also expensive time-wise. So like if you 
are, if you have decided that your career is your thing, right? And you're trying to go on this career trajectory and it takes up your time and it takes up your energy. If you're forcing yourself to throw a baby into the mix, you really have to think about how that's going to change. And like, granted, our priorities, our wants change throughout our life cycle. So, I mean, like me, like when I was in my 20s, working that 60 to 80 hour work week was fine for me because I wanted my career to take off. Now that sounds like a nightmare. So I still find my career important, but I also find my free time important as I'm getting older. So I will never, you will never find me working 60 to 80 hour work weeks ever. Um, But again, like I said, as your life cycle grows, you grow with it and you can always change your mind. But this idea that everyone should want to have kids, if you don't want to have kids, if that's not your calling, there's something wrong with you. And people think I'm so weird because they're like, don't you want to have kids? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know right now. Not really. I'm having a like I have enough on my plate as it is. And thinking about bringing another life into my life is it's very overwhelming for me. Like it's not something that I want. And then you have the people who don't know how to shut their mouth or have empathy or come from a place of understanding when it comes to relating to others. And they'll say, you're of prime age. You're so selfish for not wanting a child. You're so selfish for not wanting to give birth. You're so selfish for not having kids as like on the top of your priority list. And this makes a lot of people feel like crap because they're like, oh my God, I never thought about it like that. I am selfish. I am a piece of shit. I am hoarding my ability to have kids and keeping it to myself when I should be sharing that with someone. No, that is gaslighting to a T. Nobody knows what your situation is and they don't need to. They don't need to know what your financial life looks like, what your emotional health looks or your emotional life looks like, what your work life looks like, what your dreams look like, what your aspirations look like. They don't need to know any of that because it's not their life. If you want to share it with them, cool. But if not, that's your prerogative too. Like this is your life. You don't have to share anything you don't want to. And how dare people go up to others and basically like guilt them into making these huge life decisions. And again, like you're not going to listen to Mary Jane, your next door neighbor, be like, Mary Jane told me I should get pregnant. So let's go jump in the sack right now and get started. But like that, those comments do weigh on you. So if you've been tempted to make comments like that, really like dial it back. Please dial it back. Nobody wants to hear them. Okay. Just like back to the marriage point, like I've been engaged for over a year and it drives me insane when people are like, so how's the wedding planning coming? When's the wedding going to be? Oh, well, if you don't want a big wedding, do this and this and this and that. It drives me insane. It's none of your business. Right now, paying for a wedding is not on my list of priorities. I don't like that's not important for me. And honestly, like this is going to sound really, really 
out in left field and it's going to people have called me out on this and saying that I don't love my fiance enough to say this. But honestly, I don't care if we get married. I love my fiance. My fiance loves me. We're already committed to each other. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that. For us, that's more of a symbol than anything else. And neither of us really want to spend the money on it. To be honest, like this is full transparency, full transparent conversation. And people are like, oh, well, you don't love him as much as you think you do then. Because when you know, you know. Okay. (laughs) Like, pretty sure I know. We've been together for three years. Pretty sure I know. Also, I don't need a piece of paper or a party that puts me more into debt than I already am to tell me how much I love my partner. Don't need it. So if this sounds like you, (laughs) you are not alone. You can always come hang out with me, whether that be virtually or in person, because I need to find more people like who are like minded. But again, like I'm going to go into debt because somebody told me how I need to live my life. So like the big the big discussion in my family with my mom, if we ever do have a wedding, which we will eventually. But like I said, right now, it's not a priority, especially during COVID. Like there's still a fucking pandemic going on. I don't want people congregating and traveling from all parts of the world to come when (laughs) the pandemic is still a thing. And I just don't want to put that pressure on people. But anyway, so the whole conversation is like, well, you have to invite so-and-so because I was invited to their daughter's wedding. And then you have to invite blah, 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 because I was invited to their second cousin's wedding. And then blah, 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 because I worked with them for 20 years. And I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I don't care if you've been invited to their wedding. They're not invited to mine. I don't know who they are. I'm paying for this myself. No. The other thing was like, I will probably get married at a brewery. That's what I want to do. I want something unconventional, fun, someplace where we can let loose, have good drinks with good friends and have a good time. I am not a formal person. I want it as informal minus the clothes because I do like getting dressed up for weddings. But like, other than that, I don't want to sit down dinner. I want it the most untraditional wedding you could ever think of. And we're like our parents not our parents but like our members of our family are going to hate that idea they're gonna be like oh my god they have it at a brewery Ugh, how trashy and you know what i don't care i don't know if it's because i'm old now i just don't care (laughs) like my whole thing recently is like if you're gonna dictate to me how to spend my money where is my percentage You're going to tell me I can't have it at a brewery. I have to have it at a hall like everyone else. Give me a percentage of the cost to do that. I actually did that. Side note. There was like, there was a winter where it was bad and I drive a Civic. So like, it's not the best car in the snow. It's very lightweight. I love my car, but I don't love it in the wintertime. And my boss at the time said, you really need to trade that car in and get a Subaru because it's much better in the snow. And I held my hand out and I said, would you like to give me the down payment? And he looked at me like I was crazy. But listen, I have no tolerance when people tell me to do things with my finances when they have no business telling me what to do with my finances. If you're not contributing to my finances, if you're not, if I'm not reliant on you 
to contribute to my finances, you have no say in where those finances go. So shut your mouth. So (laughs) if people are telling you what to do with your finances, tell them to stop. You can do it way nicer than I did it. But it's none of their business. It's none of their business. It's none of their business how much you make. It's none of their business how much your business makes. It's none of your business, their business, how much your husband makes. It's none of their business. It's none of their business how much your mom makes. It's none of their business how much it takes you to move out of your parents' house. It's none of their business. Unless they're going to give you a percentage, it's none of their business. There's also this idea of like what it is to be a quote good mom. And I cannot speak to this personally because I am a cat mom. I am not a mother to a human. So it's very, very different, obviously. But I do see it on social media and I do see it. (laughs) I do see it in shame based marketing in fitness culture, which really drives me insane. So um, what I'm seeing is if you are not feeding your family all organic, if you're not cooking from your, for your family for, from scratch, if you don't have your house in order, if you're not doing all the laundry, if, I don't know, if you're tired, if you want time to yourself to shower or go grocery shopping, then that dictates your ability to parent and it's such a load of crap because on top of it for many of us we also have to hold down a full-time job (laughs) it's so insane it's so insane so this idea that you have to be a pitch perfect person externally right because we're thinking externally so think about all those things cleaning the house keeping a spotless house external from you we don't care about it What else did I say? Cooking every night. External from you. We don't care about it. Eating all organic. External from you. We don't care about it. What we do care about is how are you treating your kids? What values are you bringing up for your kids? How much time are you spending with your kids? How are you disciplining your kids? How are you talking to your kids? Like... What are you doing with your kids? That is what a good mom, in my mind anyway, that is what a good mom is all about. Not how much money you can spend on your kids. Not how much you can whip up from scratch every night. How many days a week. Not never taking your kids out to eat or getting McDonald's. That does not dictate your ability as a parent. It never has. It never will. And again, society can shut their mouth. Being a parent is hard. Why do you think I'm dragging my feet about it and (laughs) undecided upon it? It's hard. Especially when there's other things thrown into the mix. Like you do have to maintain a relationship with your partner if you have one. You have to maintain a relationship with your kids. You always have to maintain a relationship with yourself. And you have to be fulfilled and fulfilling in all of those relationships. Then if you're working, the same thing applies at work. You have to have a, you have to have a, I mean, you don't have to be best friends with them, but you have to have a cordial working 
relationship with your coworkers, your colleagues who depend on you, who you depend on, who you work with day in, day out. There's a lot of stuff going into that and it's very energy draining. It's super draining. So this idea that all these other external things come into play in your ability to parent well is such a load of crap. And I always say, I'm like, when I look at this, when I see this on social media, I'm exhausted just reading it. Oh, well, if you if you do this workout, if you work out seven days a week for 60 minutes a day, that's really taking care of yourself and then you'll show up better for your kids. I hate it. Like I hate the gaslighting and I hate the shame because if you're not doing that, does it make you a bad parent? No. Does it mean you're not showing up for yourself? No. Granted, with that being said, you do have to take care of yourself, right? So you should be finding time to sneak some kind of fitness into your routine because that will help take care of you. And then you can therefore take care of your kids. But do you have to do an hour, two hours a day, seven days a week in order to accomplish that? No, you don't. But again, this is so nuanced. So this actually bleeds into my other point in that women are expected to have this crazy workout schedule and maintain these crazy seemingly fit bodies in appearance. Of course, we're not because we're not measuring like actual capabilities. We're measuring what you look like by saying this. And it's like it's defeating. It's really like it really messes with your head because you dismiss all these other accomplishments based on what you look like, based on how long it took you to quote bounce back from having a baby. So we talked about this with on Jenna Jenna's episode, but it's like when you're pregnant and you're showing, it's so cute. You're so cute, and everybody like says how cute your bump is, and ah. Uh, Oh my God, your baby's going to be so big. It's so adorable. And then the second that baby comes out, well, why the fuck do you still look like that? No excuses. And it makes you feel like garbage. It makes you feel like garbage. And you're probably feeling unsupported. And you're probably like, why can't I get my act together? It's I'm like a year postpartum and I still have this belly. I'm three years postpartum and I still have a flat ass. And again, like, it's, it's, oh, it just drives me insane. And it's like, who's expect, like, what is a flat ass or a fat ass, I should say. What is a fatter ass going to afford you that actually means something? Is it actually going to afford you anything? Why are you, and this is easier said than done. And I'm not, like I said, I have no antidote for this. And I go through bad body image periods too, but like we breaking it down and really thinking about what are these thoughts affording me? What am I picking apart? What, like if I improve this, how is my life going to change? And trust me, if you go from flat to fat in regard to your ass size, you're probably, your life's probably not going to change much. You're going to look in the mirror and be like, oh yeah, look at my fat ass. It looks so good. That's cool. But like, then what? 
Are you still going to feel like a loser because you bought your kids McDonald's this week? Are you still going to feel like a loser because your bed isn't made every day? Are you still going to feel like a loser because you are still not married and you're 52 years old? You know what I mean? So like how you approach life, how you approach yourself and how you speak to yourself and treat yourself, that's what matters over outside things. That's what matters over what other people think of you because people have become super nasty in the past two years, nastier than I could ever imagine. Like people pissed me off before, but now I feel like they're like really out to get it. And I don't know if it's stress or mental hardship or just like difficulty coping with everything, but people are mean and people will go out of their way to tear you down. And like, this sounds really negative of me, but it's true. Like people will try to it's kind of like a power struggle. Like they're trying to seem superior to you or make themselves feel superior to you. And in in tearing you down or making snide comments or backhanded compliments or something. So at the end of the day, paying attention to what other people say when they might not be coming from the best place themselves, like maybe their life Maybe they're not living their lives to their own expectations. Maybe they're trying to meet these crazy standards and they can't. So then in turn, their life just seems not the most glamorous, not the most glitzy, not the most exciting. And that rubs off in how they approach their relationships with other people. And you could be one of those people. So... I don't know. I don't know if this any of this made sense. I kind of feel like I went on a multitude of tangents and was all over the place. But this is kind of where my brain was going in that there's all these crazy expectations that if you have a vagina, if you have a uterus, even if you don't, now that I'm thinking about it in some regard, you are supposed to be doing all the things And you're supposed to be doing it in a certain order. And you're supposed to be doing it on a certain arbitrary timeline. And it just doesn't, like, life doesn't work like that. If we were supposed to work like that, we would just be robots. Like, part of being a human is the ability of having free will and living the way you want to live. And it's hard. It is hard going against the grain. It's hard being a misfit. I was a misfit my entire life, so I totally know. But, like... It's also really liberating when you finally get comfortable with who you are as a person, what you want in life, how you're going to approach that. When you start practicing telling people like in a nice way, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but like in a nice way, saying things like it's none of your business, like you live your life the way you want to, please allow me to do the same. And being really vocal about that. I think more people need to hear that because I think even the people who may be criticizing you and being like, why are you doing it this way? Why are you not doing it that way? I feel like some of them feel not jealousy, but maybe a little bit of envy in that you are approaching your life and going about your life and the way you want that to look without apology. And a lot of people are scared to do that. So if you 
are kind of like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want the things that I'm supposed to want? Why am I not doing things the way I'm supposed to be doing them? And you're putting yourself on this arbitrary timeline also, or like this arbitrary expectation map. If it's not your own expectation, if it's not your trajectory, if it's not a trajectory that you want, then really take a step back and plan out and look at or analyze what you do want from life. And that's how you can build your own trajectory. Why can't I say that word? That's how you can build your own trajectory moving forward as opposed to living through somebody else's expectations of you. I know that if I lived according to other people's expectations, I would be miserable. I would be so miserable. I would have never gone back to school when I was 30 because that was too old to go back to school. And I would have never changed careers because you were the head of your marketing department. How dare you change careers? That's so stupid. You had a 401k and all this stuff. And I would have been fucking miserable. Absolutely miserable. And I would have just gone through the motions for the next 35 years of my life, praying for retirement to come, which that sounds like hell in and of itself. Like, I don't want to sit there and rush through 35 years of my life praying for retirement for when I could finally enjoy my life. That's just stupid. Sounds like jail to me. So, um, again, like I didn't really have any solutions to this. It was more conversational than anything. So if you're a misfit like me, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you think about this episode as well. Please, if you can take the time to leave a review, I don't care if it's one star, I don't care if it's five stars, but please leave a review. This way more people can find the podcast because I do feel that we need some more solidarity with like misfits, like-minded misfits, I should say, and um, support right now especially is huge. So that's all I got for you. Thank you for hanging out with me in this corner of the podcast world. And I'll see you on the next episode of Finally Fearless.